Good morning, and thank you for joining me today on Monday Morning Motivations. Before we begin today, I would like to take a moment to thank all of those essential workers and medical staff for all you have done and continue to do in this time of crisis for our country. And my prayer is that the message today ignites reflection and a moment of meditation that draws you closer to Christ as you drive to work this morning. And with that being said, let's dive right in. Today's verse comes from Exodus chapter 3, verse 7 through 8, and it reads, The Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and have given heed to their cry because of their taskmasters, for I am aware of their suffering. So I have come down to deliver them from the power of the Egyptians and to bring them up from the land to a good and spacious land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to a place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Are you ready for your next step? Many times we become so focused on our next season and getting out of our current season that we rarely ask ourselves, are we even ready for what's next? What does ready even look like? How do you know if you're ready? Well, today, I want to walk through the journey of the children of Israel from Egypt to Canaan to see if we can learn about readiness for the promises of God from the people of God. Let's start with the promise. In Genesis 12, 1 through 7, we see a pre-name changed Abram who we were just introduced to only a couple of verses before. And we see his initial encounter with God. It began with a promise, a promise to birth from him, a great nation, a promise of abundance. So much so that those who poured into him would in turn be blessed. The promise was that of provision and resources and a great lineage. And not just for him, but for generations upon generations of those after him. His blessing was a blessing that spanned legacies of people. We all begin with the promise, both a biblical one that we inherit as God's children and those grafted into the lineage of Abraham through Jesus Christ, but also a promise as individuals as we seek to grow his kingdom and find peace in our lives. But many times on our journey to the land of abundance, we get lost discouraged, and sometimes lose sight of our goal. Or we become so enraptured by the goal that we rush as fast as possible to get to it, trying to shortchange the journey, only to get there and realize how unprepared we actually were for it. Unfortunately, we see this very thing happen as we fast forward from Abram into Genesis 12 to his lineage enslaved in Egypt in Exodus 1. So how do we know when we are ready? First, we must ask ourselves, how do we handle Egypt? When we look at the children of Israel, Israel, we ask ourselves, how did they even end up in Egypt? Genesis 37 through 47 takes us on a journey with Joseph, Israel's second youngest son, betrayed by his older brothers and sold into slavery. Through God's guiding hand, he became second in command under Pharaoh and eventually ended up moving his father and his entire family to Goshen. Now, because of Joseph's position, he and his family lived a very, very prosperous life in Egypt. They multiplied, laid down roots in this amazing land. 
But what they did not understand is that amazing land wasn't the same as promised land. God is a God of his word. As good as Egypt was to them, he knew the land he had prepared for them was better. Not only was it better, it was theirs. But he knew his children. He knew that they would be content with sharing a good land rather than venturing out on their own into the unknown to conquer a great land. Because the good land provided safety. Egypt was a world power at the time. Amazing military and world-renowned architecture and culture. Jobs weren't lacking in Egypt. No one ever wondered where their next meal was coming from in Egypt. So why would they give that up? For uncertainty. Sound familiar? But thank goodness we serve a God whose vision is not limited to today like ours. He knew better, so he did what he needed to do to get them to move forward. This is what Egypt was for. The Egypt season was built to plant the desire for the promised land and to give them a push forward. We will always find it difficult to leave a situation that is feeding us and allowing us to grow. So God has to dry up all the nutrients and make the land impossible to grow in. We see him do this in Exodus 1, 6 through 16. First, we see Joseph die. God had to stop the source of the resources, and that source was the notoriety of Joseph. Then a new Pharaoh came into power who did not know Joseph's feats, and that very ruler feared the Israelites. Not for anything they did, because there is no indicator in the Bible that they were an aggressive group of people but he was afraid of what they might do. So he set out a preemptive strike against them to stop their lineage by killing all their sons and putting them in bondage. This is God making their current situation so uncomfortable that they see the desperate need to move forward. Because without slavery, without the disruption of their safety, the Israelites would have never seen the need to move forward. So how are you handling your Egypt season? Where have you set down roots and found rest? Is this place in the will of God or is it a safe place that you found that is good enough that lets you get by? And the way we know if it's a God place or a safe place is simple. Who are you leaning on to supply your needs? Because God is the only one who can sustain us in the places that he brings us to. Next, we must ask ourselves, how do we handle the desert? Fast forward through the plagues and to Genesis 13, 17. Pharaoh lets the Israelites go free. Now we enter into the desert season. What is the purpose of the desert season? What was it built for? The desert is and was supposed to be a place of building. It was where God wanted to instill their dependence on him. He wanted to walk with his children and gain their trust. Why? Because he knew what was ahead. He knew that the only way to fully get into this promised land and to fully enjoy it was for them to fully trust him. So the desert was there to help them get rid of their Egypt mentality. Because although they were out of slavery, slavery and Egypt was all they knew. And to a certain extent, 
no matter how bad it was, it still provided a certain comfort in the certainty of it. They knew what to expect versus out here in the desert where everything was uncertain. And so many times we ourselves prefer the certainty of slavery over the uncertainty of freedom, even when we say we want freedom. We see this contradiction in Exodus 14, 11 through 12, when the Israelites first tasted freedom and were headed to the promised land, the land. But at the first sign of trouble, as soon as they looked up and saw Pharaoh's chariots in pursuit, they crumpled. The Egypt mentality came full swing. Moses, did you bring us out here to die? See, I knew we should have stayed in Egypt as slaves. God knew they never could fully enjoy the promised land, even if he gave it to them, as long as they didn't let go of the Egypt mentality. So he took them through the desert. He showed up and showed out with signs and wonders after signs and wonders. Daytime, pillar of clouds. Nighttime, pillar of fires. Rivers parting. Breads from heaven. Miracle after miracle. All to help them let go of their past and lean into him and their future. From this example, we see that there are three things that can happen in the desert. One, you can focus on the lack, which, like the children of Israel, will make you want to run back to Egypt for the certainty of slavery. Two, you can loathe the desert and try to rush through it, which, again, like the children of Israel, will make you miss the lessons and be completely unprepared for the next season. Prime example, when they sent spies to scope out the promised land. Now remember, this whole journey, they have had a front row seat to the awesome miracles and powers of God. But in the face of these giants, their faith evaporated and they feared and trembled because of men. Regardless of how large or small, men nonetheless. Or finally, you can learn from the desert. We see the Israelites do not do this. God wants to prepare us for the promised land by taking us through the desert. The lessons in the desert cannot be fast-tracked just because we think we're ready. Because many times our unpreparedness can turn what was supposed to be a blessing into a burden. We can end up causing ourselves and others pain by trying to rush the desert process. And then we still have to go through the desert season, just this time in the promised land. We see that even as they entered into the promised land, they didn't learn and didn't get to fully enjoy the blessing because they didn't fully trust God. Even in a land overflowing in abundance, they still suffered because they brought Egypt into the promised land. Even in their freedom, they were slaves because they didn't learn in the desert. How you handle the prior two seasons will determine how much you do or do not enjoy the final one, Canaan. How you respond to God in Egypt and the desert will ultimately show if you can or cannot be trusted with Canaan. So please do not be surprised when your 11 day journey turns into 40 years. Father, I come to you today praying for everyone who is hearing this. 
As we look towards our tomorrows, I pray that we do not forget about our today. Help us to see not only what season we are in, but also how to navigate it well. Lead us, guide us, shepherd us through this and into our abundant season. And even now, help us to stay encouraged in this season of uncertainty and help us continue to be a light to the world and show them that the reason we respond in faith is because of the God we serve who is greater than the storm and the season. Draw them closer to you through us and continue to draw us closer to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you for joining me today for this moment of meditation. And remember that there is no day like today to be motivated for Christ. I pray you continue to grow in your faith and hope to ride with you again next week. God bless.